When you draw close to God, you share thinking. And he brings to your mind what he wants you to do. Dr. Tony Evans says if anything would inspire you and me to draw close to God, it ought to be this. That God will actually share his thinking with me. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. What makes successful people successful? Well, if you're talking about corporate giants, there are plenty of books on the market. But if you're talking about Jesus, there's only one book with the answer. Today, Dr. Evans takes a look at the secret of Jesus' success, revealing that it's really not a secret at all. Let's join him as he begins. Jesus didn't live a long time, some 33 years, but he lived a very full life. The reason I'm saying he lived a full life is because he says in John 17, I finished the work that you sent me here to do. There's no greater statement that you can make about your life when it's over than you finish what you were sent here to do. One day, Jesus' disciples came to him And they said, Lord, teach us to pray. They never said, teach us to preach. Teach us to do miracles. They never asked to be taught any of that. They wanted to know one thing, teach us to pray. Because they saw when he prayed, something happened. In fact, you don't have to turn there, but Mark 135 says that Jesus would rise up early in the morning while his disciples were still asleep to talk to his father. They constantly saw this communion between Jesus the Son and God the Father, not as an event, not as a Wednesday night prayer meeting, but it was a lifestyle. The secret to Jesus' life and his, therefore his ministry was his communion with the Father. The disciples wanted this. They wanted to know how to get in. That's why they asked him, teach us to pray. They weren't just saying, teach us to pray. They were saying, teach us how to connect with God like you have. I want that. We want that. Teach us. Now here's what I want to share with you. Here's the principle. Jesus would spend extraordinary time with God alone so that he would only have to spend a few minutes with people. Whenever Jesus goes around doing his miracles, it's a matter of seconds. He would say something to somebody. I mean, it would be a matter of seconds. And he did his thing with people. But only after he had spent extraordinary time with God. We do it just the opposite. We deal with an extraordinary time with people and a few minutes with God and wonder why there's no power in our lives. In John chapter 5, Jesus has performed an astounding miracle because he's at the pool, verse 2, called Bethesda, where there were, verse 3, sick and blind and lame and withered. Verse 5, there was a certain man there, 38 years in his sickness. That's a long time to be going through something. Jesus asked him in verse 6, do you wish to get well? The sick man answers in verse 7, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus says, arise, take up your pallet, and walk. 
Now let's get to the bottom line real quick. And you've been hurting for 38 years. And in a matter of seconds, your whole life has changed. And immediately the man became well. Immediately the man became well. How long did it take? Immediately the man became well, took up his pallet, and began to walk. This is what you call a major reversal. 38 years going nowhere in a matter of seconds transformed. Now, it happened to be on the Sabbath day, according to verse 9, that this occurred. So the Jews weren't concerned about the man who was cured, verse 10. They were talking about it's Saturday. And it's not permissible for you to say, take up your pallet and walk. So they asked the man who had been made whole, verse 12, who is this man that said to you, take up your pallet and walk? But he who healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin any more. And this is very instructive, because this tells us why he was sick in the first place. He didn't say do not sin. He said do not sin anymore. So his Physical infirmity was tied to his spiritual condition. Which is always why I say, when it comes to helping people, you want to ascertain the spiritual underpinnings, if it's not purely physical, if there are any spiritual under underpinnings that is causing whatever they may be going through, because many times, much of the time, that is the case. So that nothing worse may befall you. So the guy goes his way. For this reason, verse 16, the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered, my father is working until now, and I myself am working. My father is working till now, and I myself am working. Watch this now. What is Jesus saying? He is saying, I am doing what I see my daddy doing. I'm not just out here doing. I'm finding out what he's doing and I'm simply making it happen in day-to-day life. So we've got a miraculous situation. Jesus is saying to those who question his healing, I spent my time with my father. My father already has my day worked out. It's already laid out for me because he's already working. Because of my fellowship with my father, all I did was pick up on what he was already doing, which was what? Healing this man. Because they're talking about this man who was healed. Now, there are a lot of people sick. We already read that. There's lame, there's blind, there's withered. Where does Jesus go? He goes to the man where his father was working. And why is this important? Because if you are on an agenda where the father is not working, you're wasting your time. If where you're working isn't where God is working, (laughs) you're just busy. 
Jesus didn't go everywhere. He didn't help everybody. You know who he went to? Where his father was working. So all he was doing was manifesting in the visible what God was doing in the invisible. God was already working, but he brought it into history. That is, he made it happen in the visual world. He was doing what his father had already determined. Verse 18, his problem, Jesus' problem gets worse. For this cause, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. Let me just, a little sidebar here. The Jews understood what Jesus meant by calling God his father. They understood that he was saying me and, and God have the same nature. They, they understood that because, you know, what is a child? A child is the offspring of the genes of his parent. Well, Jesus the son bears the genetic composition of God the father. But you can't bear the genetic composition of God the father without being God. Because that means all the attributes of God belong to you. So they understood what he was saying and they didn't like it one iota that Jesus was making himself equal to God. Well, this leads Jesus into an even deeper statement. Verse 19. Jesus answered and said to them, truly, truly, that means for real, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. You following me? He said, I don't just come up with stuff. I don't just decide this is what I'm going to do today. I'm looking for what the father is doing. And what I see him doing, I'm going to do. Now, that's a no-lose deal. Because if God is already doing it, and all you're doing is merging into what he's already doing, then that means what you're doing must work. Because the only way for it not to work is that God would have to be a failure. Because the only reason you're doing it is because you see him doing it. You see, our problem is we don't see what God is doing, so we don't know what we are doing. See, if you don't see what God is doing, then you've got to guess, hope, wish, and try. But how do we see what God is doing? Dr. Evans will have the answer for us when he continues our message in just a moment. First, though, I want to let you know that what you're hearing today is part of a sermon compilation called You Are Stronger Than You Think, and it contains six of Tony's life-changing lessons for believers. It starts with teachings on faith, the power in Christ, spiritual authority, and even how God will respond and react to the things we think, say, and do. Details on this powerful collection are waiting for you online at TonyEvans.org. And for a limited time, if you make a donation to the ministry of Dr. Evans and The Alternative, we'll say thanks by sending you this complete audio collection on CD or digital download, along with an added bonus, a copy of Prayers to Share, 100 Pass-Along Notes to Cultivate Kindness. Take advantage of this special offer today at TonyEvans.org. Or give one of our resource team members a call any time of the day or night 
at 1-800-800-3222, and they'll be happy to assist with your request. Again, that's 1-800-800-3222. Well, Dr. Evans will come back right after this. Impactful. Amazing. Intense. Thought-provoking. That's how just a few students describe their experience since enrolling in the Tony Evans Training Center. The best part is, the Training Center is wherever you and your online connection are. Going beyond a Sunday sermon, these compelling Bible study courses take a much deeper look at Scripture, the Bible's writers, social issues of today, and so much more. Log on today to learn more at TonyEvansTraining.org. TonyEvansTraining.org. Explore the kingdom anytime, anywhere. Every day, there are millions of options given to us. We have millions of options. How do you choose them? Well, you got to see what the Father's doing. Then you say, well, that's easy for Jesus to say he's God. But you have to understand, in Jesus' humanity, he never piggybacked off of his deity. In other words, the reason he could see what the Father was doing was his communion with the Father, his intimacy. Isn't that true in earthly relationships? The closer you are, to somebody, the more you understand them and know what they're about, even when you aren't around them. So, he goes on in verse uh, 20. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him that you may marvel. In other words, you ain't seen nothing yet. The disciples, when they asked Jesus to teach them to pray, understood that the medium through which men discover what God is doing is in the unseen realm so that God can give heavenly permission for earthly interference. Or to put in the Lord's prayer, thy will be, not my will, but thy will be done, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I give you the right to interfere. I want to know what you are doing and then I want to plug into that. Now, most of our praying is not that way. Most of our praying is, Lord, this is what I want. Bless me. You know what we're asking God? God, see what I am doing and join me. Jesus said, I don't do that. I see what the Father is doing and I join him. That's prayer, brothers and sisters. Prayer is communing from the visible into the invisible so the Father can reveal to us what he is doing and then manifest what he is doing in the visible world where we are doing it. This changes the way you start your day. With this, you start your day saying, Father, what are you doing today? I'm going to work, but what are you doing on my job you want me to connect into? What are you doing in my home you want me to connect into? What are you doing in my children you want me to connect into? Yes, I have a realm or scope of responsibility. There are things that I must do, but what are you doing I need to pick up on? He says, for just as the father raises the dead and gives him life, even so the son also gives life to whom he wishes, for not even the father judges anymore, but he has given all judgment to the son. Now, this explains the verse that's often misquoted and misunderstood. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. 
And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You don't say it in the English, but in the Greek text, it says, whatever you bind on earth will have already been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. That is, before you do it on earth, it will have already been taken care of in heaven. So heaven will have decided it. All you do is get the manifested. Well, if heaven has already decided it before I manifest it, they should not check with heaven to see what they decided. That way I know what to manifest and what not to try to manifest because God is going to give me authority because he says whatever you bind will be bound. Whatever you loose will be loosed because heaven will have already done it ahead of you doing it. What a time saver. What a time saver. That I don't have to go through all these gyrations to make all these decisions. A million of them hit me a day. All I got to do is find out what God has already done. What a time saver. Therefore, the concept of prayer is being in union with God. Watch this now. With God's mind. First Corinthians 2 calls it having the mind of Christ. Comparing spiritual words, he says, with spiritual thoughts in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because I know the question on the floor, it's got to be the question on the floor. If, if you catch this principle, it is, how do I know what God's already done so that I can go there? How do I know that? Your mind. You see, when the Holy Spirit renews the mind, guess what he does? He makes God's thoughts your thoughts. He puts the mind of God into your mind so that you think God's thoughts after him. When you draw close to God, you share thinking. And he brings to your mind what he wants you to do because you're on the same page. If anything would inspire you and me to draw close to God, it ought to be this, that God will actually share his thinking with me. When I take his objective word, it's got to be based on, on his word within the framework of scripture, and then based on an objective word, my intimate relationship will allow the spirit of God to place the particulars in my mind so that I will think in sequence to what God is already doing. We thought doing all of this in our human effort would fix all the stuff that he's fixing in our lives. Not so. What God wants to do is think his thoughts in you. And, and what is a thought? A thought is simply an unspoken word. It's, it's a word before you said it. Because you think, you think the word before you say it. It's an unspoken word. That's all the thought is. In fact, many of us have said a lot of things we haven't verbalized. Whatever the Father was doing, Jesus was doing it because Jesus was in such communion with the Father that they thought alike. Jesus would rather spend five hours with God so that he would only have to spend five minutes with people. We spend five hours with people because we only spend five minutes with God. 
It's a transforming concept. That God wants to work through my mind. That I can be on the same wavelength of God if I'm in that kind of community. It won't be perfect. It won't be flawless because we still have sin to deal with. Jesus didn't have that personal sin. But it should be progressive. That's why Jesus made the promise in John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask me whatever you will and my father will do it. How can he make such a broad statement about prayer? You abide in me, my word abides in you, and whatever you ask, my father will do it. Why? Because what you're asking is what he was thinking in you to ask in the first place because he had already planned to do it. The further you are, the more you're asking for things that he's not about to be interested in. This is transforming because now, wow, I'm not wasting my time communing with God. Prayer is a two-way communication with the Father, not one way. It's not me talking to God only. It's God talking to me. You say, well, how does God talk to me? He talks to me in two ways. He talks to me through his word, but he also talks to me through my thinking. That's meditation. Meditation is when I am processing his person and his principles through my mind and thinking them over, rolling them over in my mind. If you want to understand meditation, think of the opposite, worry. (laughs) Worry is a negative form of meditation. It's where you're thinking something over and over again that's negative, that's driving you crazy, that's discouraging you, and you're going over and over again because you're worried about it. Meditation is, is just the flip side of that. It's where you're taking the truth and the principles of God, you're rolling it over and over and over and over again until you hear his voice. How will you hear his voice? He will share his thinking with you. I mean, when this process gets rolling in your life, you're literally going to have to have a pad by your bed because he will literally wake you up with his thoughts. Dr. Evans will return in a moment with one final thought to wrap up today's message. But first, if you'd like to tap into the intimate connection with God that Tony's been talking about, you need to know that it all begins with having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's something that's new to you, you can find out more by visiting TonyEvans.org and following the link that simply says Jesus. There, you'll find everything you need to get your life connected with God including a special message from Dr. Evans and other resources to help you grow. Now, we weren't able to fit all of today's message into our broadcast time, so if you'd like to hear Dr. Evans' complete teaching on the secret of Jesus' success, you can get a copy on CD or digital download as a part of his six-part series called You Are Stronger Than You Think. And as an added bonus, when you make a contribution to help support the ongoing ministry of The Alternative, We'll say thanks by sending you this audio package along with a copy of Prayers to Share, a unique book that includes 100 kindness cards containing a prayer, select scripture passage, an inspirational quote, and a QR code that leads to an inspiring video message from Dr. Evans himself. Just visit TonyEvans.org to get the details and make your request. Or give us a call at 1-800-800-3222 where our resource team members are standing by 24-7 to help with your request. That's online at TonyEvans.org or by phone at 1-800-800-3222. On Monday, we'll have another special presentation 
from the Start to Finish with Tony Evans podcast, talking about Tony's experience as an NBA and NFL chaplain and the impact he's made on sports superstars like Tony Dungy and John Kitna. Right now, though, he's back with his concluding thought for today's lesson. So this is a life-transforming principle that I can actually hear God talk to me through my thinking and therefore manifest in time what he has already done in the spiritual realm. God could be my daytimer as I think his thoughts after him. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 